0: body aches at bedtime, Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, I'm Erin, and welcome to DRIFT. It is my joy to share with you tonight The Velveteen Rabbit, or How Toys Become Real, written by Marjorie Williams and tailored just for you here on Drift. Made possible by Envy Pillow. Created by two registered nurses in Canada, Envy Pillow has a unique ergonomic design to reduce wrinkles, help with TMJ pain, and align your neck and spine. And now, listeners to Drift get 10% off all purchases using the code DRIFT. Learn more in the morning at envy, E-N-V-Y, pillow.com. What exactly is Velveteen? If you didn't know, well, neither did I, so I looked it up. Velveteen is a fabric made to look like velvet with silk and cotton. This story is about so much more than material concerns, though, quite literally. It's filled with magic, and I dedicate this to a lovely woman named Deborah Cooper, who first introduced this story to us through our daughter, Lauren. Somewhere tonight, they are listening together and loving this story as much as I do. First, let's take a moment for a few deep breaths and get into a place of relaxation before we drift off. Take a big inhale. And exhale. Good. And one more time, breathing in, And now, as you exhale, think these thoughts. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And as you hold in your heart a special stuffed toy you had as a child. For me, it was my blankie. (laughs) Let's give it a hug in our thoughts. And let's drift. There once was a velveteen rabbit. And when he was new... Oh, he was wonderful, all fat and fluffy, as a rabbit should be. His coat was spotted brown and white. He had real thread whiskers, and his ears were lined with pink satin. Just picture how sweet he looked on Christmas morning when he sat wedged in the top of the boy's stocking. There were other things in the stocking nuts and oranges, and a toy engine, and chocolate almonds, and a wind-up mouse. But the rabbit was absolutely the best of all. For at least two hours, the boy loved him. And then aunts and uncles came to dinner, and there was a great rustling of tissue paper and unwrapping of parcels. And in the excitement of looking at all the new presents, The velveteen rabbit was forgotten. For a long time, he lived in the toy cupboard or on the nursery floor, and no one thought much about him. He was naturally shy, and being only made of velveteen, some of the more expensive toys quite snubbed him. The mechanical toys were really something, and they knew it. They looked down upon everyone else and pretended they were real. The rabbit did not claim to be a model of anything, for he didn't know that real rabbits existed. He thought they were all stuffed, just like him, and he understood that stuffing was quite out of date and should never be mentioned in modern circles. Even Timothy, the jointed wooden lion, who was made by disabled soldiers and should have known better, put on airs. Between them all, the poor rabbit was made to feel himself very insignificant and common, and the only person who was kind to him at all was the rocking horse. Oh, he was a noble toy, covered with real hide. The rocking horse had lived longer in the nursery than any of the others. He was so old that, that his brown coat was bald in patches and showed the seams underneath, and most of the horse hairs in his tail had been pulled out to make bead necklaces. He was wise, for he had seen a long parade of mechanical toys arrive, and he knew that they were only toys and would never turn into anything else. For nursery magic, is very strange and wonderful, and only those playthings that are old and wise and experienced, like the rocking horse, understand all about it. What is real? asked the rabbit one day, when they were lying side by side in the nursery, before Nana came to tidy the room. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you? Real isn't how you are made, said the Rocking Horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? asked the Rabbit. Sometimes, said the Rocking Horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once? Like being wound up? He asked. Or bit by bit? Well, said the rocking horse, you become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or have sharp edges or have to be carefully handled. Generally, By the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, and your eyes drop out, and you get loose in the joints, and very shabby. But these things, they don't matter at all, because once you are real, you can't be ugly, except to people who don't understand. I I suppose you are real, said the rabbit. The boy's uncle made me real, he said with a smile. (laughs) That was many years ago, but once you are real, it lasts for always. The rabbit sighed. He thought it would be a long time before this magic called real happened to him. Oh, he longed to become real, to know what it felt like. And yet, the idea of growing shabby And losing his eyes and whiskers was rather sad. He wished that he could become it without these nasty things happening to him. There was a person called Nana who ruled the nursery. Sometimes she paid no attention to the toys lying around, and sometimes, for no reason at all, she went swooping about like a hurricane and tucked them away in cupboards. She called this tidying up, and the toys all hated it. The rabbit didn't mind it so much, for wherever he was thrown, he came down soft. One evening, when the boy was going to bed, he couldn't find the dog made of china that always slept with him. Nana was in a hurry and too busy to hunt for china dogs at bedtime, so she simply looked around. And seeing that the cupboard stood open, she made a swoop. Here, she said, take your old bunny. You can sleep with him. And she dragged the rabbit out by one ear and put him into the boy's arms. That night, and for many nights after, the velveteen rabbit slept in the boy's bed. At first, he found it rather uncomfortable, for the boy hugged him very tight. And sometimes, He rolled over on him, and sometimes he pushed him so far under the pillow that the rabbit could scarcely breathe. And do you know, he missed out on those long moonlight hours in the nursery when all the house was silent, and he missed his talks with the rocking horse. But it didn't take too long for him to grow to like it, for the boy used to talk to him and made nice tunnels for him under the covers. The boy said they were like burrows that real rabbits lived in. Oh, and they had wonderful games together in whispers when Nana had gone away to her supper and left the nightlight on. And when the boy dropped off to sleep, the rabbit would snuggle down close under his warm chin and dream with the boy's hands clasped close around him all night long and so time went on and the little rabbit was very happy so happy that he never noticed how his beautiful velveteen fur was getting shabbier and shabbier and his tail becoming unsown and all the pink rubbed off his nose where the boy had kissed him spring came and they had long days in the garden, for wherever the boy went, the rabbit went too. He had rides in the wheelbarrow, and picnics on the grass, and lovely fairy huts built for him under the rhubarb leaves. Once, when the boy was called away suddenly to go in for supper, the rabbit was left out on the lawn, until long after dusk, and Nana had to come and look for him with the candle, because the boy couldn't go to sleep unless he was there. He was all wet with the dew and quite dirty from diving into the burrows the boy had made for him in the flower bed. And Nana grumbled as she rubbed him off with a corner of her apron. Oh, you and your old bunny, she said. Fancy all that fuss for a toy. The boy sat up in bed and stretched out his hands. Give me my bunny, he said. You mustn't say that. He isn't a toy. He's real. When the Velveteen Rabbit heard that, he was happy, for he knew that what the rocking horse had said was true at last. The nursery magic had happened to him, and he was a toy no longer. He was real the boy himself had said it. That night, he was almost too happy to sleep, and so much love stirred in his little stuffing heart that it almost burst. And into his button eyes that had long ago lost their sparkle, there came a look of wisdom and beauty so that even Nana noticed it next morning when she picked him up and said, if I didn't know better. I'd say that old bunny has quite a knowing expression. Oh, that was a wonderful summer. Near the house where they lived, there was a wood. And in the long June evenings, the boy liked to go there after supper to play. He took the velveteen rabbit with him. And before he wandered off to pick flowers or play soldiers among the trees, he always made the rabbit a tiny nest somewhere among the branches, where he would be quite cozy. For he was a kind-hearted little boy, and he liked Bunny to be comfortable. One evening, while the rabbit was lying there alone, watching the ants that ran to and fro between his velvet paws in the grass, he saw two strange beings creep out of the tall bushes near him. They were rabbits like himself but quite furry and brand new. They must have been very well made, for their seams didn't show at all, and they changed shape in a strange way when they moved. One minute they were long and thin, and the next minute fat and bunchy, instead of always staying the same as he did. Their feet padded softly on the ground, and they crept quite close to him, twitching their noses while the rabbit stared hard to see just where they wound up, for he knew that people who jump generally have such a thing. But he couldn't see it. They must have been a new kind of rabbit altogether. They stared at him, and the little rabbit stared back. And all the time, their noses twitched. Why don't you get up and play with us? One of them asked. I don't feel like it, said the rabbit, for he didn't want to explain that he couldn't be wound up. Why, said the furry rabbit, it's as easy as anything, and he gave a big hop sideways and stood on his hind legs. I don't believe you can, he said. I can, said the little rabbit. I can jump higher than anything. He meant when the boy threw him, but of course, he didn't want to say so can you hop on your hind legs asked the furry rabbit well that was an awful question for the velveteen rabbit had no hind legs at all the back of him was made all in one piece kind of like a pincushion he sat still in the bushes and hoped that the other rabbits wouldn't notice i don't want to he said again but the wild rabbits had very sharp eyes, and one of them stretched out his neck and took a closer look. He hasn't got any hind legs, he called out. Fancy a rabbit without any hind legs, (laughs) and he began to laugh. I have, cried the velveteen rabbit. I have got hind legs. I am just sitting on them. Stretch them out and show me like this said the wild rabbit, and he began to whirl around and dance, till the little rabbit got quite dizzy. I don't like dancing, he said. I'd rather sit still. But the whole time, he was longing to dance, for a funny new tickly feeling ran through him, and he felt he would give anything in the world to be able to jump about, like these rabbits did. The strange rabbit stopped dancing and came quite close. He came so close this time that his long whiskers brushed the velveteen rabbit's ear. And then he wrinkled his nose suddenly and flattened his ears and jumped back. He doesn't smell right, he exclaimed. He isn't a rabbit at all. He isn't real. I am real, said the velveteen rabbit. The boy said so, and he nearly began to cry. Just then, there was a sound of footsteps, and the boy ran past near them, and with a stamp of feet and a flash of white tails, the two strange rabbits disappeared. Come back and play with me, called the little rabbit. Oh, do come back. I know I am real. But there was no answer only the tiny ants running about and the branches swaying gently where the two strangers had passed. The velveteen rabbit was all alone. Oh, dear, he thought. Why did they run away like that? Why couldn't they stop and talk to me? For a long time he lay very still, watching the branches and hoping that they would come back, but they never returned. And soon, the sun sank lower, and the boy came and carried him home. Weeks passed, and the little rabbit grew very old and shabby, but the boy loved him just as much, more than ever, maybe. He loved him so hard that he loved all his whiskers off, and the pink lining to his ears turned gray, and his brown spots faded. He even began to lose his shape, and he scarcely resembled a rabbit anymore. Except to the boy. To him, he was always beautiful, and that was all the little rabbit cared about. He didn't mind how he looked to other people, because the nursery magic had made him real. And when you are real, being shabby doesn't matter. One day, the boy was ill. His face grew very flushed, and he talked in his sleep. And his little body was so hot that it burned the rabbit when he held him close. Strange people came and went in the nursery, and the light burned all night. And through it all, the velveteen rabbit lay there, hidden from sight, under the sheets, and he never stirred for he was afraid that if they found him, someone might take him away, and he knew that the boy needed him. It was a long and boring time, for the boy was too ill to play, and the rabbit found it rather dull with nothing to do all day long. But he snuggled down patiently and looked forward to the time when the boy would be all better, and they would go out in the garden amongst the flowers and the butterflies, and play wonderful games in the rhubarb thicket, like they used to. All sorts of delightful things he planned. And while the sick boy lay half asleep, he crept up close to the pillow and whispered them in his ear. Eventually the fever subsided, and the boy got better, bit by bit he was able to sit up in bed and look at picture books while his bunny cuddled close at his side. And one day, they let him get up and get dressed. It was a bright, sunny morning, and the windows stood wide open. They had carried the boy out onto the balcony, wrapped in a shawl, and the little rabbit lay tangled up among the sheets, thinking, The boy was going to the seaside tomorrow, doctor's orders. Everything was all arranged. They talked about it all while the rabbit lay under the bedclothes with just his head peeping out, listening. The room was to be disinfected, and all the books and toys that the boy had played with in bed must be burnt. Oh, wonderful, thought the little rabbit. Tomorrow we shall go to the seaside for the boy had often talked of the seaside, and he wanted very much to see the big waves coming in, and the tiny crabs, and the sand castles. Just then, Nana caught sight of him. How about his old bunny? she asked. That? said the doctor. Why, it's a mass of scarlet fever germs. Burn it at once and get him a new one. He must not have that one anymore. And so, the little rabbit was put into a sack with the old picture books and a lot of other things and carried out to the end of the garden behind the barn. That was a fine place to make a bonfire, only the gardener was too busy just then to do so. But the next morning, he promised he would come early and burn it all. That night, the boy slept in a different bedroom and he had a new bunny to sleep with him. It was a splendid bunny, all white plush with real glass eyes. But the boy was too excited to care very much about it. For tomorrow, he was going to the seaside, and that in itself was such a wonderful thing that he could think of nothing else. And while the boy was asleep, dreaming of the seaside, The little rabbit lay among the old picture books in the corner behind the barn, and he felt very lonely. The sack had been left untied, and so by wriggling a bit, he was able to get his head through the opening and look out. He was shivering a bit, for he had always been used to sleeping in a proper bed, and by this time his coat had worn so thin from hugging that it no longer kept him warm. Nearby, he could see the thicket of rhubarb leaves growing tall and close, like a tropical jungle, in whose shadow he had played with the boy on mornings in the past. He thought of those long, sunny hours in the garden, how happy they were, and a great sadness came over him. He seemed to see them all pass before him, each more beautiful than the other the fairy huts in the flower bed, the quiet evenings in the wood, when he lay in the bush and the tiny ants ran over his paws. The wonderful day when he first knew that he was real. He thought of the rocking horse, so wise and gentle, and everything he had told him. What use was it to be loved and lose one's beauty and become real if it all ended like this? And a tear, a real tear, trickled down his little shabby velvet nose and fell to the ground. And just then, a strange thing happened. For where the tear had fallen, a flower grew out of the ground. A mysterious flower, not at all like any that grew in the garden. It had slender green leaves the color of emeralds and in the center of the leaves was a blossom, like a golden cup. It was so beautiful that the rabbit forgot to cry and just lay there, watching it. At that moment, the blossom opened, and out of it there stepped a fairy. She was the loveliest fairy in the whole world. Her dress was of pearl and dewdrops, and there were flowers around her neck and in her hair and her face was like the most perfect flower of all. Then she came close to the little rabbit and gathered him up in her arms and kissed him on his velveteen nose that was all damp from crying. Little rabbit, she said, don't you know who I am? The rabbit looked up at her, and it seemed to him that he had seen her face before, but he couldn't think where. I am the nursery magic fairy, she said. I take care of all the toys that the children have loved. When they are old and worn out, and the children don't need them anymore, then I come and take them away with me and turn them into real. Wasn't I real before? asked the little rabbit. You were real to the boy, the fairy said, because he loved you. Now- you shall be real to everyone. And she held the floppy little rabbit close in her arms and flew with him into the wood. It was light now, for the moon had risen. All the forest was beautiful, and the grasses shone like frosted silver. In the open between the tree trunks, the wild rabbits danced with their shadows on the velvet grass. But when they saw the fairy, they all stopped dancing and stood around in a ring to stare at her. I've brought you a new playmate, the fairy said. You must be very kind to him and teach him all he needs to know in rabbit land, for he is going to live with you forever and ever. She kissed the bunny again and put him down on the grass. Run and play, little rabbit. She said. But he sat quite still and never moved. For when he saw all the wild rabbits dancing around him, he suddenly remembered about his hind legs, and he didn't want them to see that he was made all in one piece. He did not know that when the fairy kissed him that last time, she had changed him altogether. And he might have sat there a long time, too shy to move, except just then something tickled his nose. And before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe to scratch it, and he found that he actually had hind legs. Instead of dingy velveteen, he had brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched by themselves and his whiskers were so long that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap, and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf on them, jumping sideways and whirling round as the others did, and he grew so excited that when at last he did stop to look for the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits. Autumn passed and winter, and in the spring, when the days grew warm and sunny, the boy went out to play in the wood behind the house. And while he was playing, two rabbits crept out from the bushes and peeped at him. One of them was brown all over but the other had strange markings under his fur, as though long ago he had been spotted and the spots still showed through. And about his little soft nose and his round black eyes, there was something familiar, so that the boy thought to himself, why, he looks just like my old bunny that was lost when I had scarlet fever. But he never knew that it really was his own bunny. Come back to look at the child who had first helped him to be real. Oh, what a beautiful story. And as you perhaps cuddle up with your soft comforter, or that pillow you hug if you're like me, or maybe a fur baby, just drift off now. And sweet, Dreams.